Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners, and welcome to episode number 120 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. Here's Chris. This is Chris. <laughs> I was curious if you were going to add this is Chris on the end, because... I thought about it, yeah. and I thought it'd be funnier to do it. It works out better that way. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, I'm doing okay. Um, the Giants and the Eagles and the NFC East, Chris, are not good. They're very bad. They're they're terrible. Um, yeah, I don't want to totally derail the uh, the podcast that people came to listen to with, our, right, with football our, our ramblings. Football. Yeah, but uh, they're they're bad. We're, we're actually recording this uh, Sunday night uh, as the Eagles game is going on, so we don't know what happened with the score. But if you had to make a prediction right now, what, what do you I, say? Is I going actually on? do think the Eagles were going to score. Okay, when they just had the ball. Yeah. Uh, and they did. They're up eight nothing. Oh, they must oh, have done a two point, point conversion. conversion. Nice, congratulations. So great. There hey. you go. Let's see what happens when this episode's over. I think we blew like a twenty point lead in against the Redskins, so it's pretty much meaningless. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You never know. You never know. But that's a topic for another podcast. We, uh, we did have some people reach out, uh, not saying that they would want to do fantasy football with us, but letting <laughs> us know that they do their own fantasy football. Good. So good luck to all of you guys in your fantasy footballs this season. My fantasy football team is doing very well. Yours is doing fantastic. Mine is not doing well yeah. at all. But you know, you do your the number you one player got uh, a, a knee injury, so that's tough. Yeah, luckily it's only four to six weeks, which is half the season. But that's all I can do. I gotta, I just gotta roll with the punches, unfortunately. Uh, so Chris. Uh, we, uh, have, uh, some poll results from our previous episode. Oh, great. I'll just play the poll results, uh, teaser, uh, um, transition sound Go for effect. It. Go right in. All right. It should have just played. <laughs> so a couple weeks ago, we were feeling uh, very creative and, uh, inspired in honor of national, uh, world peace day. Uh, oh, no, excuse me. International <laughs> world peace day. <laughs> Doesn't happen much. International World Peace Day, where we had two individuals going against each other who would not want to fight each other, and they had to poke each other's buttons to get them to go after each other. To poke each other's buttons. Uh, that'd, be, that'd be hard for Ned Flanders to do that against C-3PO. But, I mean, he does have, like, a perfect... He buttons. He has a perfect target, though, right in his belly button. But, you know, C-3PO's wearing, like, a belly shirt. He's always showing his skin. You I know mean, what I was just thinking? If, if Microsoft made C-3PO, he would have, like, tons of buttons, and he'd be, like, really confusing. And if Apple made C-3PO, no <laughs> buttons at all. No buttons at all. Perfectly you'd, smooth. You'd have to swipe up on his belly, and then that would activate everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we had C-3PO going up against Ned Flanders, and who would not get into a fight? And as of right now, C-3PO is leading the poll 83% mm. to Ned Flanders 18%. He's a robot. He's more predictable. 17%, excuse me. Uh, yeah, some of the feedback that we receive from fans are uh, C-3PO literally can't fight without being reprogrammed. Ned could if he wanted to, or someone hit him on the head. Hmm. Uh, I could see that with C-3PO. He's programmed not to, so even yeah. if someone gets under his buttons, probably yeah, wouldn't do that's it. That's what I mean. If someone got under his buttons, yep. Uh, someone said Christians always win. 
Because Ned okay. Flanders. Yep, that's right. Uh, someone also said, because have you seen him run? I seriously doubt he can attack someone. <laughs> I think he knows this too, so he wouldn't attack someone. He's also programmed not to fight. He's a protocol droid after all. That is true. All right. Everyone knows C-3PO's programming, apparently. And th- this one made me chuckle. Uh, someone else wrote, the argument that C-3PO would do the odds of Christianity being correct convinces me that Ned Flanders would tear <laughs> off that stupid red arm. <laughs> Which I think is very accurate indeed. Um, so thank you so much for everybody who uh, voted in that episode. If you've not voted yet or you haven't gotten a chance to listen to it, you can check it out. You can vote at whowouldwincast.com slash vote. Uh, all of our polls are still open from every episode that we've ever done. That was a fun one. I, I like that episode. It was an interesting one. Yeah, it was a little... little uh, yeah, we never, settled, we never settled on if C-3PO's are made from a kit. But if not, and Anakin had to program him, he, he was like eight years old. There's no way he did it perfect. He could have messed up. He right. Could have had, he could have had like some mistake in his code that turns him into a killer robot. That's true. But he also was, he was also programmed, though, with all of the... Uh, republic's laws because in episode nine when he says i'm i've been programmed to not have uh, be able to dissect to decipher the sith language so anakin, anakin probably did that in, in playing the long game you think like, so no i'm just kidding no you're right <laughs> there must deep, be some type of like protocol just, droid download pack just the normal uh, got, os that you yeah. just install yeah pos protocol operating protocol system. operating system exactly you just install it on all of them uh, so, yeah, so thank you very much for everybody who voted so far in that episode. Uh, Chris, we also have a uh, fictional background to give out for oh. a non-fictional review. Oh, I'll play the, the transition sound effect real quick. Go right ahead. just edit this out, me talking about it, and put in the sound effect right now. Perfect. All right. Got it. Then, okay, the review comes uh, comes to us from a uh, reviewer, The Random Lab. Random Lab. And he writes, he or she writes, uh, the lab writes, hi guys, I'm a big fan of this show and I have been listening for a while now and my favorite episode is probably Scooby-Doo Gang versus Stranger Things Kids. That's a great choice. Uh, he didn't write that. That was my commentary. <laughs> uh, and then he he continues, I also want to suggest an episode, Mario versus Luigi. I also think an episode between Marty McFly and the doctor from Doctor Who. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Having Marty going up against a different type of doctor. Right. He has experience with a One crazy doc- doctor. A crazy doctor. I mean, is I've he never been wa- a doctor. Doc Brown? Yeah. Do we even Ooh. know if he's really a doctor or just calls himself one? That's a good question. He is pretty smart. He seems it. I mean, he's able to make a time machine. Yeah. That's, that's but the pretty... fact that he was working out of his garage and not in like... Uh, like university? A, yeah. Yeah. Something sketchy. must have happened. We don't see any affiliation with any schools. <laughs> None whatsoever. And how's he funding it all? Um, He went to the future and probably like... Invested in like Apple or something. Yeah. Even though he got mad at Marty for doing that in Back to the Future too. Right. You're not supposed to do that. Well, he probably knows from experience it messed everything up. But right. Maybe... Well, that'd be, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But he's just reaping the benefits mm-hmm. from, for him doing it. But it's more of a do as I say, not as I do type of scenario. Yeah. You're allowed to learn from your mistakes. Right. Absolutely. And then the Mario Luigi suggestion is interesting because, I don't know, I don't want to pit two brothers against each other. Brother fighting brother. <sighs> yeah. But, I, I mean. A lot of animosity might build up over the years. That's true. Is Is Wario a brother too or no? Do you know? Um, I'm going to say no. Okay. I don't really know if they have any He just relation. happens to look like an Italian plumber and also have a last name that, or a name that rhymes with... Wait, wait, uh, wait. 
Back up. Sure. You think Wario looks like an Italian plumber? I think he look like he looks like Mario and Luigi. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. All right. I didn't know if Italian you plumbers, were saying right? that all Italian plumbers are oh, no, no. slightly overweight and wear purple nope. and yellow. Not clothes. saying that whatsoever. Okay. I love I love my uh, Italian plumber friends. Of okay. The zero that I have. Well, great respect for the profession. Yeah, we don't want to lose their support on the show. No, all two listeners. But uh, no, I, I, yeah, I think he just kind of looks like Mario and Luigi. Yeah, so. agreed. The fact that his name rhymes with Mario. Yeah. Kinda, um, I'm going to say he's an evil clone, but I don't think that's true. <laughs> I, I'd want to buy it. I'm going to say, say he is, um, he was just a, be- a mean guy who didn't have an evil backstory. And he's like, you know what? I'll just be this guy's alter ego. Like Bizarro. Mario. Yeah, Mario. Bizarro Mario. And then Waluigi did Bizarro. the same thing. Well, and then there's Waluigi, right? Exactly. Everyone forgets about Waluigi. Yeah, me too. He, oh, he's the weird looking. Including he's like, Super Smash Brothers. He's a, oh. They just added some Minecraft characters before Waluigi. Really? Yeah. Man, his agent must be really bad. Not getting him involved in that. He's been part of the family for like 20 years. Well, again, I don't think he's related by blood. Sorry. I meant part of the Nintendo family. Okay. I need to be a little more specific with what I'm referring yeah, to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so, all right. So, oh, I got to do a fictional background. I mean, I appreciate Random Lab, though, for leaving us that review. Thank you, Random Lab. Yeah, thank you so much. We appreciate that. Um, so, this is a very timely review. Yeah. And I don't think it's a coincidence. So, one of the characters in our fight today, Randall Flagg, has like a hundred aliases. Mm-hmm. He he can't decide on what name he likes best or something. Well, I think Stephen King can't decide on which name Apparently, he Apparently, he also like lives in different worlds. So he's like, like has a different name. Right. I don't know how you even keep them straight. Anyway, they always, or not always, they usually have the initials RF. Okay. Now, Random Lab doesn't have the initials RF, nope. but kind of sounds like Randall Flag. It does. Random Lab, Random Lab, Randall, Random Flag. Flag. Yeah. Like it almost, it almost, you know, flows. It kind of flows. Yeah, I agree. So I wonder if using his like telepathy slash like wizard powers. Randall Flagg knew we were going to do this episode today. Oh, so this is like, the Randall oh, Flagg. I say this might be Randall Flagg leaving us oh, a review. Oh, gosh. Well, I appreciate him listening. Thank you so much, Mr. Flagg. Uh, we really appreciate it. Yep. Um, we will We will do your bidding and <laughs> no, do your episode. No, no, no. No? No? No, you don't okay. want to. Okay. Well, now you, you have the cat out of the bag. Sorry. I, 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 he's, he's a bad guy, Steve. Something came over me real quick. I don't know what happened. <laughs> that, was, that was really weird. But, uh... Yeah, so, all right, so, so we're going with Random Lab is Randall Flag. Yeah. Fair enough. So thank you so much, uh, Random Lab, for leaving us that review. That review was left on our uh, Podbeans uh, account, which you can also comment uh, through there. You can also leave us a review on iTunes if you would like also. Uh, Chris, anything else you want to talk about before we get started today? No, but can you stall for a second? I lost my page with all my notes. Sure, no problem. Um, so, uh, remember, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you'd just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Send us an email at whowouldwincast at gmail.com, and consider checking out our website, whowouldwincast.com. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a rating on iTunes, so it helps us spread the word about our show, and we'll give you a shout-out read on our show. Chris, did I buy enough time for you? That was perfect. It was like you had that pre-planned. Awesome. What are we talking about today? Stephen King characters. Stephen King characters. Stephen King off. That's right. So um, we sent out the word to our uh, faithful listeners, and uh, we've got some great suggestions for some Halloween episodes. We're going to try to do as many 
uh, of the, the the best of the best that we can this month to celebrate. Are you excited, Chris? I, know, I, I said in that little mini episode that this is the month that you live I listened for. to it, and I heard you give me that little plug about how Chris <laughs> loves Halloween, and it's true. I love Halloween. Uh, have, I, I was at your house today, and I didn't notice any decorations out. I thought you were going to start October 1st. We're, we're the 4th now. I've just been too tired. But yeah, you're busy. I was going to put them up tonight, but then I had to record this podcast, so we'll see if I'm oh, too tired when I get home. I'm sorry. If not, hey. it's t- tomorrow's the day. Tomorrow. And if I'm too tired again the next day. They'll get up eventually. Do you want to do you want to let the li- listeners know just some of the uh, decorations that will be oh, put boy. out at your house? So I've been going to, to Spirit Halloween the day after Halloween for like five years now and getting <laughs> half price Halloween decorations. So I, I have like some staples. I have a I have a five foot posable skeleton. Yeah. I have candles that bleed. I have um, I have black lights. I have strobe lights. I have purple lights. Tombstones. Um, tombstones. Spider webs. A stuffed set of the Sanderson sisters. Oh, that's one of my favorites. All three Sanderson sisters, like in like one foot plush, like stuffed right. dolls. You have you have a great collection. Yeah. I, one thing I don't have a fog machine. It just never seemed like the right time. Okay. Um, when is the right time? <laughs> I guess you'll know when that time comes. I feel like when you have an idea for a Halloween like like yard decoration that needs a fog machine. I've just I'm just not quite there yet. It's fine. You got plenty of time. Maybe next year. Stop by Spirit after on on the first. Yeah, I, I almost bought one last year, but I was like pretty over budget on my <laughs> yearly Halloween expenditures. I have been hearing that um, any purchase you make seems like it's being uh, used as a write off for Halloween. Then I, I believe you purchased some candy recently, and you're just like, <laughs> oh, it's for Halloween. But it wasn't even like candy that you're giving out to children. It's just like, oh, it's for Halloween. It was, right, like, it was for it's for my house for Halloween. For your house for Halloween, right? In the, the month of Halloween, <laughs> I like it. I love it so much. Did you know this Halloween has a full moon and is on a Saturday? And not only that, I believe, and I apologize if I'm wrong. Someone told me this, and I never looked into it. I just took it as truth. the The next day is daylight savings time. That's true. It you is have an true. extra hour of sleep. You have an extra hour of it's sleep. Literally it's, the perfect Halloween. It's the perfect Halloween, and it's probably going to get canceled <sighs> for COVID in the U.S. I know. Uh, Wait, so, do other countries have Halloween, or just that, is that an America thing? I think other countries have Halloween. I do know, they do it on the same day? Um, so I know, like in Mexico, they have Dia de los Muertos, which right. is not really Halloween. It's just you know honoring um, those who have passed. In England, they have uh, Guy Fawkes Day on November fifth, which kind of just kind of butts up a little bit with Halloween, mm-hmm. but it's not anything like that at all. Hmm, okay. uh, if you live outside the United States, let us know a if you celebrate Halloween. B do you celebrate something in like it, like similar. it, something similar to that? And if you don't know what Halloween is, Google it, check it out, message us. It's we'll pretty cool. Uh, so one of our listeners, one of our loyal listeners, uh, Mr. Paul Dewey sent yeah. us a uh, wonderful email and did all of the work for us this pretty week, much. He was is... already a friend of the show. Now he's a friend of the show with benefits. <laughs> <laughs> and we're reaping the benefits too. That's what I mean. Yeah, benefits uh, for us. And uh, so, so Paul sent us this. Thanks, Paul. Uh, th- thank you so much, Paul. He sent us this great uh, long idea for an episode, and uh, that's going to be today's episode, which is uh, the Stephen King off, like you said, Randall Flag going against uh, Jack Torrance, two of Stephen King's uh, characters. I'm going to be honest, never heard of Randall Flagg before he suggested this episode. Yeah, so you're probably not a kinghead then. I am not a kinghead. I meant to look up what his fans are called, and I for- didn't look it up, so I, I just said kinghead. So they probably have a more creative name. Crowns. Crowners. Mm, I don't know. Sorry. Um, so it's funny you don't know who he is, because he's one of... Stephen King thinks he's his best villain. Really? Yeah, he's like one of his favorites. That's why yeah, he keeps putting you, him in every single book he writes. You, yeah, with different names. <laughs> are you a Stephen King fan? 
Uh, here, um, I guess not because here's the thing. I, I like Halloween and I like spooky stuff, but I like definitely trend towards the like silly stuff. Okay. Like not the serious like, horror. Not serious horror. Yeah. Right. So I, I like have a lot of respect for Stephen King. I like a lot of his stories, although I hate The Mist. Oh my god. I hate the movie The Mist. Um, is that an M Night Shyamalan movie or no? Uh, no, I'm thinking no. of the villain. Like the never mind. Forget it. Forget to say anything. All right. Yeah. So I really hate the mist. At least the movie. I don't adaptation. think I've ever seen that. I think it had a different ending than the book. Okay. But anyway, I just haven't read a ton of Stephen King. I like The Shining is really good. I've but never read, but I don't anything. think he likes Kubrick's version of it. Right? He does not. That was going to be he, one of he our hates fun it, facts. Right? Yeah, he hates it. Yeah, absolutely so, hates it. I don't know. I guess I don't like Stephen King, but not through any fault. Like I'm sure he's great. And actually, I'm super interested in the Dark Tower. And if I was gonna read a Stephen King book. It'd probably be, be something series. in that series right yeah i wouldn't say i'm a fan of his either but it's not that i dislike yeah him. same I right have... it's just i just never really embraced his his work yeah me uh doing some extra research for this episode has kind of actually made me want to read both the shining and dr sleep the sequel oh cool that he wrote to the shining yeah so is the the shining book very different uh from what i've been able to read in parts okay online and from what paul sent over to us all right cool i guess we'll hear about it yeah yeah more um all right so like we said we're gonna do randall flag versus uh jack torrance should i read uh the concept that paul gave us because that's pretty much yeah, how we're, he, how we're he doing gave this us a, a perfect lead-in intro yeah exactly so we'll set the stage yeah so this is this is what uh paul suggested and that's what we're gonna roll with so uh he writes the ghost of the overlook which is the hotel in the shining led by jack torrance Sense a new presence in the hotel. Randall Flagg and his followers have arrived after Flagg discovers that the Overlook is a possible thinny, which is a portal to other worlds. Flagg wishes to use the power of the hotel to get to and conquer the Dark Tower, while the hotel wishes to defeat and possess Flagg to break free of the hotel's curse once and for all. Once Flagg discovers the hotel is not a thinny, he would need to try to escape the hotel. While Flag attempts to find a way to destroy the location, the hotel and Jack would be possessing his followers and attempting to overwhelm Flag. So that's kind of what we're going on here. We have a classic home invasion at the at the Overbrook <laughs> Hotel, and Jack Torrance is trying to uh, defend I guess it. You could look at it like that. that that's, that's how I see it. Does he use? Does he suggest? Does he say it's a home invasion? I mean, he doesn't say those words, but he says that Flag is trying to conquer uh, the he hotel. Says, he says they arrived there. Oh, okay. When you go, when you stay at a hotel, do you say you're you're invading it or conquering it? Uh, I no, just just go up to my room and go to sleep. Maybe yeah, maybe check out the hotel the dark bar. Tower. Well, no, to get to the hotel he's, to use it as a teleportation. Yeah, to so go he's to just the dark a guest tower. at the hotel, and you're being very uh, inhospitable. Uh, I'm just I'm worried. I don't know. I'm not liking this guy. Not liking this guy one bit. You know why I don't like this guy, Chris? He shows up. I said hi. Uh, what's the name under? He gives me the name. No one there for that name. He goes, let me try another name. Gives me the second name. No one, no reservation for that name either. He would totally. We do go that. through fifty names. So, do you know some of his names? Randall Flag. Yeah. Uh, the only other one I know is the Man in Black, and yeah, well, that's more uh, of a nickname. the character that Matthew McConaughey played in the Dark Tower movie. You know his name? No, I just, know, just that. know. I just, I just know oh, okay. that he played that character, but he wasn't called Randall Flag in the movie. Walter O'Dim. Walter O'Dim. Yes. One of his only um, aliases that doesn't use the RF. Uh, initials um yeah so unfortunately i gotta make a small side rant against android because my phone updated to android 11 like a week ago and the like uh running at background apps like tab to switch between them doesn't work anymore oh they're so gonna it's they're really gonna hard for me to switch from my that. my note page and my wikipedia google chrome page on my phone 
So when I switched between, it was going to take me like a minute to go to the old one. Um, so I want his aliases now. So I'll just tell you, Randall Flag. Yeah, he he put the uh, the alias under Russell Faraday. Uh, in the hotel. Yeah. Okay, Russell Faraday. RF. So okay. You can ref- you can call me Russell if you want. Oh, this is call gonna be, Randall. This is gonna be really really confusing. Probably Stephen King fans are like, no, that doesn't make any sense. He only uses the alias Russell Faraday in this other world that has um something else. So that's something we should dragons. probably bring up because um the the background sheet that Paul provided for us, he said he's combining several of King's novels into the creation of this character that we're going to use today. And I I am building off that by m- making up things. <laughs> I wanted to watch The Dark Tower because, like, I can't read a book for a weekly podcast background information. Right. But I can read his Wikipedia page and extrapolate. Just as good. And I wanted to watch Dark Tower even though I know people say it's bad. It still looked really cool to me. I remember seeing the commercials for it and I thought, interesting. I did Elba Elba. as a cowboy. Yeah. Gunslinger. Yeah, he looks so cool. Yeah, he does. Like, how can that movie be bad? Well. (laughs) I watched the beginning and it was super confusing. Well, because doesn't it isn't it like a sequel to the last book? I thought that's what I heard. Oh, I don't know. Or it takes so I won't it understand it, it if it I have elements read. of like multiple books. I think it would be like that's fine as long as it's can stand. And alone. I apologize if I am wrong, but the way I took it as it basically was as if they just decided to make Harry Potter book five and just but took things from all the other ones and put it together. Oh, so like uh, didn't they do that in? Uh... Oh, I was going to say the Narnia movie, but not in Narnia. There was some movie where they did that. They just combined a bunch of stuff from all from multiple things. Okay. Hobbit. Uh, maybe the Hobbit. Hobbit kind of did. No, they they did the opposite. They made a one book into three movies. <laughs> that's true. That's the reverse. Yeah, that's right. They did a reverse the, Hobbit. The reverse Dark Tower. Um, so it'll maybe come to me. Yeah. At some random time, and I'll just I'll just yell it out where they like made a movie combining things from all the books. Uh, it's so close. It's so close. Anyway, what were we just talking about? Oh yeah, me trying to watch the Dark Tower. So I did watch the very beginning, and it puts up a quote saying, "Like I'm paraphrasing, it was like the Dark Tower can be destroyed by children's minds." So I was like, "Oh, it's like a metaphor. Like the innocence of children can okay. like destroy the whatever the Dark Tower is or whatever." But then they just show this little town, and they like all there's all these children, and some of their wristbands start beeping, and then they have to go to this room and get strapped into these chairs. And, like, they, like, all start screaming, and then light shoots out of it, out of the room. Like, they do a sky beam, and then it, like, shows it shooting, hitting a giant tower. And I'm like, oh, I guess that's the Dark Tower. They did, they literally just (laughs) just used a child's mind. Like, it was, like, a bunch of them to destroy it. And then Matthew McConaughey was standing there, and he kind of smirks. And then I was really tired, and I went to bed. (laughs) So that's the extent of the Dark Tower movie. <laughs> it was very confusing. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, they already destroyed the Dark Tower. Maybe maybe you've, uh, you jumped the in at the wrong spot. I don't know. I think I started at the beginning. You sure? It sounds like you saw it at the end. Um... I don't know. I've never seen the movie. <laughs> no, because here's the thing. Uh, Randall Flagg needs to like get to the top of the Dark Tower. Right. And then he can become God. Of the universe, I think. Okay. Something like that. That's what I'm going with. So that's why he wants to use, he thinks the... He thinks the Overbrook Hotel yeah, will he, serve as a transportation like, method to mm-hmm. teleport to the Dark Tower. Yeah, and then he can climb up and become a god. Got it. Fair enough. He already is, like, semi-immortal. He seems, seems like, yeah, because um, he says he's, a, like, a demonic cr- uh, figure. He has some ties to wizardry. He's kind of like an evil Merlin. He's a cult leader. Yeah, there, so one of the stories, I don't remember what one off the top of my head. He was, like, just a straight-up wizard. So what he does is... Would you care if I just go into this randomly? No, go go it's for it. It's pretty interesting, and I'm 
I'm thinking also a lot of our listeners haven't Heard read all the Stephen King books. Right. They're probably not. Uh, Which none of us have either. Kingites. I'm oh, gonna that's get way it. better than Crowners. I'm going to get it by luck. Um, I think it was, uh, the. it's called The Eyes of the Dragon. Okay. And he's an evil wizard. And he basically um, murders a king and frames his son for the murder so that his other son becomes king who's, like, easily manipulatable and considers him his friend. So he gets a lot of power and basically, like, takes control. But then they find out, and at the end he got shot in the eye with an arrow. But really? Doesn't he somehow Does he kill escapes? Him? No. Does he kill him? No, he like he like uh, disappears or something. Oh, jeez. It's really confusing. That kind of goes with uh his uh he's very cunning, right? He's a manipulator. Yeah, so not just in like he's a smooth talker, he has like literal like sometimes like telepathic powers to right, manipulate people. Right, kind of control them too, right? Yeah. Um so in his first appearance, I think uh, at least in the his first novel appearance, I don't know if like they go out of order time wise. Is the stand, which is like a post apocalyptic. I think there was like a disease or a plague that killed like a lot of the population. So like people were like creating creating their own like communities, and he like sends like telepathic visions to people to like join him in his city. Okay, and like he attracts like a pretty like rough crowd and tries to like take over the country with his group of people well that's going to help him out trying to take over the overlook then yeah so his followers like are a rough bunch yeah but uh as paul pointed out that maybe the ghosts of the overlook could also possess them right exactly they could use them as uh to, to take them away from randall yeah so why i'm talking about random uh randall flag novels like this was for background so his powers are kind of like wizard powers mm-hmm. and like mental manipulation. Uh, so I don't like know if he's like straight up like a fireball wizard or if he's more like a make a potion type of wizard or what. When I searched pictures of Randall Flagg originally because I wanted to see what he looked like, most of it seemed very So did you see fiery. who played him? Then you probably saw the actor who played him in The Stand. Uh, I did, yeah. He's got uh, the nice, uh, what's it called going on? The Yeah, uh, um, Jamie Sheridan. Yes, the the mullet. He's got the mullet. Yeah, so going that on. actor was pretty much handpicked by Stephen King. He had a lot of influence over the actor to play him because okay. he was like, "This is my best villain. I want it to be somebody good." But he wanted it to be someone like not super well known. Okay, but like he was also like going for a certain look. He um, he looks that. he looks kind of like a rock star. Yeah, he so the jean jacket think going like, on. Think like denim jacket. Yeah, uh, like the kind of guy you'd see like strolling in like a small town in like silhouette into like a bar. He actually looks exactly like, um, what's his name from Stranger Things? I'm, I'm sure they'd made... Sh- oh, the actor that plays Billy? I forget his name. Yeah, they pro- well, they probably did that as an homage to Randall Flagg, it seems. Oh, wow. If he you think of it. so close. I mean, yeah, even, so, even the look, the denim jacket, the hair. So if you've never seen 1994 The Stand, Jamie Sheridan, just picture... Um, Billy, Billy from Stranger from Things. Stranger Things. Yeah, it looks exactly... And it's probably because if you think of it, Billy, it gets possessed. He, He's demonic. Uh you know? Wow, I never knew that. I never never would have thought that myself. And I'm sure, I mean, it's playing homage to the, you know, that Stranger Things is basically an homage to, it seems like, the works of Stephen King in some ways. And, yeah. In that time Steve. period, yeah. So uh, then Matthew McConaughey plays him in 2017's The Dark Tower. Um, I think Amazon was going to make a, a TV series. They are. They, they still are. I thought they canceled it. 
Uh, oh no, there's doing one for uh, CBS C- All Access. Yeah. So yeah. Amazon had an idea, had one that got canceled. CBS is making one, a Dark Tower miniseries. Or no, the Stand miniseries. The Stand. The Stand miniseries. Yes. Amazon's was going to be Dark Tower, I yeah. think. Anyway, I think the CBS one casted Alexander Skarsgård. Uh, correct. Yeah. That? Yeah, the brother of Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, who plays Pennywise. Exactly. So yeah, they so get to both be Stephen King, Stephen King villains. Exactly. And I heard people are pretty excited for that. I think it could be really good. Yeah, I think it comes out next year. Uh, I have it as a 2020 release, but who oh, knows? So I mean, hey, next two months maybe, yeah. Um, anyway, that's a bunch of Randall Flag background. Okay. All right, I'll take uh, I'll take Jack Torrance then. Um, so Jack Torrance, uh, he's from the f- uh, the novel and also the film The Shining, where he is played by Jack Nicholson in the movie. Uh, he's an alcoholic. He is in his mid forties. Uh, he uh, turns out to be the caretaker of the Overlook Hotel, uh, while they watch uh, the hotel during the winter time with uh, his wife and his son. Uh, and then uh, he soon finds out that the hotel is inhabited by some types of ghosts or spirits, uh, but they want to use his son's telepathic abilities known as the Shining to allow uh, the ghosts to uh, break free. Uh, he's very famous in the movie uh, where he's carrying around the axe and he breaks on the door and he says, here's Johnny, where uh, you had your great intro this uh, this episode. Uh, he uh, dies uh, at the end of the movie and also dies at the end of the book. However, there were some differences as to how he perishes in both in the movie. He freezes to death outside being lost in the uh, hedge maze where in the book the hotel explodes after the boiler uh goes a little haywire yeah that sounded really cool yeah and uh that burns down the hotel where he dies on the inside and at the end of the film you see a picture uh from a new year's eve party i believe in like 1920s like uh, way before the events way of before the film. events of the movie and you see jack nicholson uh this character jack torrance in that picture uh which a lot of people have uh said symbolizes that he is now a part of the hotel he is now uh, one of the ghost spirits that now inhabits the hotel um and he also does make an appearance in the sequel book dr sleep and also in the sequel movie dr sleep but not portrayed by jack nicholson wait as a ghost uh as a ghost correct cool yeah yeah, that's why I said I'm reading this. I'm how like, this did, how really did that cool. movie, re- Dr. Sleep, review that Ewan McGregor movie? Uh, I think it actually reviewed pretty well. I don't know um, the exact like Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb off the top of my head, but I think I think for the most part it was received really well. I do One thing I remember in my reading is that uh, the runtime was criticized because I think it was like two and a half hours long. So it's a little long. Classic. Um, you know, dragged out a little bit. Uh, so anyway, so that's what we're looking at with uh, Jack Torrance here. So uh, Jack Torrance, based off the suggestion that Paul gave us, Jack Torrance has already um become part of the hotel so he's already dead so this is post shining this is post shining um that makes sense because otherwise you'd just be a crazy alcoholic guy correct exactly what's going on right um all right so so you're coming to the hotel Mm -hmm. and took us a couple minutes to get your name straight yeah call me richard richard fannin now all right sure again can i call you randall it's going to be easier to remember that. That's what's on your credit card. But then no, your ID that you no. have on file also says Man in Black. No, that says Bill Hinch. Oh, gosh. The credit so... card says Richard Fremantle. Oh, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very confusing. This is, this is super confusing. I don't know who I'm going to press charges for if the room's damaged. I don't know who I'm going to have to hunt down. Uh, Richard Fry. Oh, man. <laughs> 
You should you should see how crazy it is when I have to go to the DMV <laughs> to bring like eight forms of ID. You're like <laughs> You can call me one of my favorite nicknames, the Walkin' Dude. The Walkin' Dude? Yeah, not walking, walkin'. Walkin'. First name Christopher? Yes. Oh cool. Who I believe was potentially considered to play him in this in the original the stand movie christopher walken i think i saw him on the list oh, maybe i forget they were considering a bunch of um because the studio was considering like big profile actors right and you said stephen king one with someone he's like i want to go under the radar with this guy right a little more scary that way mm-hmm. all right so are you are you coming to the hotel uh with huge group of people because there's only four people to a room limit and uh, you only have I one can room. Get more than one room. Why not? Well, with that name, you only have with with all. I the have names. like twenty names. I can get so uh, many. Uh, rooms. You got twenty rooms. Then. Rudin right, Falaro. Oh, great! You got two hundred five. Take Robert it. Frank. All right, two thirty-seven. It's yours. Forest. Okay. Man Good. in Black. Oh, uh, there's, no, there, there's a guy from Lost uh, uh, named Man in Black. He took it. Okay, fine. That's for you. Walter. There's also a guy from um, uh, Westworld named the Man in Black. He also took that room too. Are they both um, based off Stephen King's stuff? Because no, I know no, The Lost I was. Think, I don't think. Oh, they was it like, really? They were heavily influenced by The Dark Tower. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, not, not Westworld from what okay. I can tell now. Well, Walter Paddock, also Martin Broadcloak. You can call, <laughs> any of those names are fine. These are all my... This is crazy, Stephen King. Why do you do this? And you and I were talking about this off air. It's definitely... He just is like, oh, I'm going to make these two people the same character. So that, that happened with like one... It doesn't clear... So originally... I forget if it was Walter O'Dim... I believe originally Walter O'Dim, the antagonist of the Dark Tower, and I hope that's true. I don't know if that's one hundred percent true. And Randall Flagg, my my character in air quotes, because he seems more like a idea or like entity or whatever, uh-huh. uh, were two different people, and he retconned them to be the same. It's possible. And like, did he did he originally plan for all these people to be the same guy? I know I know he does the RF initials, and that's like kind of the 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 nod and the wink stick, that yeah. it's the same guy. But he doesn't always even like confirm it right away. He like sometimes like people, the fans if... find out later. Right, exactly. That's what I wonder. Did he like fully? Does it even matter that they're all the same guy? Like, do the stories even connect, or is it just like a, a like a cool thing that they're all the same character? It, it just seems like it's some kind of a multiverse where they just wink and nod at other things, and it's like, oh, that's cool. Because in my reading, like over the Overlook Hotel was no, was mentioned in some of the other works, and hmm. it's just kind of like, oh, cool, that's the thing from The Shining. Does it take place in the same universe? Maybe not, but it's the, still the same hotel kind of thing. Okay. So, yeah. I feel like it's just confusing. Now, I, I feel like to understand the <laughs> Randall Flagg, I have to read, like, eight novels and a short story and a poem he wrote in college. And that's just The Dark Tower. <laughs> that's not even all the other ones. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, it, it's, um, you know, I'm, I know... It's probably cool. It's probably fine. But... So when you arrive in the hotel, sure, yeah, yeah, sorry, that's okay. Uh, yeah, I think I have to bring my entourage because I'm like I'm like planning like a full scale invasion of the Dark Tower. I think maybe there's I didn't get to watch the movie, so maybe only he goes by himself. I don't know. Uh, you can go with an entourage. I think that's fine. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna immediately know that something is awry because the the spirits at the Overlook can um, tell when there is sure. some kind of otherworldly being since they had that ability with um, Danny. Yeah. Torrance, Jack Torrance's son, because um, he had the ability of The Shining. So the moment you come in, I think they're going to know that something is amiss. I think Randall Flagg is also going to know something's amiss. I, I will. I think he's going to know that something's amiss, but that's also what is drawing him to the hotel, I would say. Sure, yeah. Does he know about the spirits in advance, or does he just know something's weird with the hotel? Uh, I think I think maybe something's just weird about the hotel, because okay. he thinks that it is a teleportation device to the Dark Tower. Yeah, so he has some suspicions. Yes. Interesting. Okay. 
So yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna slow play? You're gonna pretend you don't know? You're gonna no slow gonna... play? I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll you're gonna put him in room uh... two thirty seven two thirty seven. Say hey, there's a nice woman up there waiting for you on the house, uh, and then you're either gonna come down and you're gonna say thank you, or you're gonna come down and say must have put me in the wrong room. Leaning more towards the thank you though. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the room with the lady in the bathtub. Correct. Uh, we should give some more background in case we have listeners that haven't seen The Shining or like me. I don't remember. Uh, so yeah, there's there's a, this, this this bathroom this scene where um, it's Jack Torrance is his, oh no it's the wife that's right um, goes into uh, this bathroom and there's this uh, younger woman at first in there and she is in the bathroom so she's nude in the shower in, in the bathtub in the, in the bathtub and uh, she starts to get out and as she gets out she slowly starts to uh, age rapidly age rapidly basically like that uh melisandre from game of thrones oh yeah that necklace comes off she uh she yep and uh yeah i don't i think at first i think randall flag would be like oh this is a really nice hotel i appreciate that service okay it's cool and then once she starts getting out of the bathtub she's like he's like this is uh this is interesting not sure what this is all about uh but yeah that's that happens uh in in the in the movie and also in the book as well uh so yeah, I think I would kind of play up the bartender role a little bit um, and maybe talk to you at the bar. I have a hunch that you're already up to no good, but just maybe talk to you a little bit more. What are you doing here in town? What brings you? Because the Overlook is in the middle of nowhere. It's in Colorado. I believe it's in the Rockies. This guy's um, not a skier. I'm not here to ski. Right. So what, what brings you What brings you into town? You have this whole posse entourage of 20-plus people. You just passing through? Are you on your way out west? Are you heading out east? What what what's bringing you here? That's what I think I would try to do, to try to learn a little bit more about what's going on before I really try to start uh, going after you. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how open Randall Flagg is with his world domination plans. I don't know if he's going to be like, yeah, I've been trying to uh, teleport to the Dark Tower. It's like the center of the universe. It controls the stuff. If you get to the top floor, you become a god. Right, yeah. I don't I don't think he would tell the truth either. I think he would lie, but I think that Jack Torrance I think would he know would lie. that he's, you're lying. I yeah. think, so here's the thing. Uh, he might have like the spiritual connection to know that you are also like, something's off about you. Yeah. But if he doesn't immediately, I think your type of character would attract, like, he'd want you as a follower. Mm-hmm. So he might also try to just, like, manipulate you into joining his team. He might be like, you know, do you like do you like power and, and money and want more of it? Come with me. We're going to get it. I don't think it would, it would matter because I'm already dead. Mm-hmm. I'm already a spirit. So money and power really doesn't do anything for me at that point. Maybe power. Uh, maybe power. Um, I, I mean, mean he's already, leave he's the already hotel? been, like... Maybe he could, maybe he could promise you uh, freedom. From the hotel, mm-hmm. that would possibly that would that would entice him. I think that would entice him. I definitely think so. Hmm. Now, are all of your followers are they real people, or are they some sort of spirits? Also, no. That I would say they were they are humans that okay. he attracted to follow his kind of cult. And, okay. Um, according in the stand, the summary it says the kind of people he attracted to his colony he started were people drawn to destruction, power, and tyranny. Okay. And like. He will use violent methods to, like, he's not, he, like, does crucifixions and torture on people, executions, like, anything he needs to, to, like, solidify his power, he'll do it. 
So I think I would try, once I know that something's up with you, I think now I would go to one of your henchmen. Not, not really henchmen. There's probably some type of pecking order hierarchy yeah. to and, his Because I don't think they're going to be as smart as Randall Flagg is. I don't, oh, you're right. I think you're right. So I think same thing, be at the bar. Uh, you know, maybe courtesy counter, courtesy counter, the uh, concierge desk, whatnot. And just, just talking to him, trying to get a little bit about him. He, one of the henchmen might be saying, oh, how great Randall Flagg is. And the, the way you're talking about him just makes it very suspicious. You're like, why are you treating this guy like he's a god? Like, mm-hmm. why? Like you're, you're, you're just acting like you're following him, not like you're thinking on your own or you're, you know, you're going on your little trip here. Just all that guy is doing is just focusing on Rick Flagg. So I'd hope that, uh, you know, eventually I'd probably, I'd probably go to your number one, but then I would go to the guy at the very bottom of the pecking order like you said because that guy i feel like is just going to spill everything like some like <laughs> he might not even know that's true too he i don't might know just how much he shares inf- the plan he's yeah. just giving me false information so that's what i would try to do and i think that by at least going through that i would kind of be able to piece together that you're not just passing through and you are there for a purpose and i think jack would be able to understand that given the hotel's supernatural abilities that there is some you are going to use the hotel for some purpose and jack does not want you to get what you need he's going to try to stop you from and that's going to be like the red flag uh the the r flag the red flag the randall flag oh good one yeah thank you Uh, i think that's what's gonna be like this something needs to stop with this guy before anything gets out of hand okay so you're gonna slow play you're gonna gather information yep you're gonna learn everything you can. Then you're gonna you're gonna make the first strike. Uh, I don't I don't know Randall. Like he he's probably have to look around. He's gonna be like, hey, are there any uh, teleportation items here or something? <laughs> I don't know how a thinny works. I'm thinking I don't know. You find the port key like in Harry Potter, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, mm. exactly. I don't know. I don't know what would be you the... Go in the magic elevator. That's what yeah. I'm gonna say. Maybe you have to get into the elevator without without blood rushing all out of it, and that'll take you up to the dark tower. Perhaps I'm not sure. Well, let's say that maybe Randall Flagg doesn't know either, and he's I like, think that's fair. he's trying to figure it out. I think he's trying to figure it out. So he's yeah. also going to have to try to gather information. I think okay. So how are you going to gather information? Well, he's trying. He's going to try to manipulate uh, Jack Torrance when okay. he when he's at the bar. Yeah. Um, not, not he's not going to let that happen. You wouldn't happen to you won't want to let Randall Flagg make you a drink, would you? Little little. Uh, Wait, why would you make me a drink? I'm the bartender. You're a great bartender. Want to pay back the favor? No, you're not making me a drink. No way. Thank you, sir. But no, thank you. No Are you sure? Behind. You look really thirsty. No one comes behind the bar. All right. I don't know. Well, he does. So he was an alcoholic, and then he starts drinking again, but then he dies. So I don't know if his ghost form is also an alcoholic, or he's just a socially drinker now, or if he does, is he's you know doesn't drink. I'm not sure. Yeah. But no, he he wouldn't. He, that's his job. That's he's working back there. He's not letting you come. Because when he was a wizard, he made spells and potions and poisons. So I was going to try to put you. Uh, but even if you did, if I drank it, I'm a ghost. Would it affect me? I guess potion. <sighs> I don't that, know. That's all semantics at that point. That's that's hard to know how yeah. how ghosts react to to po- to, to to liquid magical wizard potions. Right, exactly. It's a tough one. Yeah, uh, I am willing to concede that Randall Fly. I mean, sorry, Jack Torrance probably isn't the best target for information about the hotel. Fair enough. Is there any other? What are, so there is the uh... so in the in the Shining there was that other bartender yes. who told Jack tons of stuff, right? Yes. Did he give him like information about the hotel? Bartender Lloyd. Yeah, so Lloyd. does does Jack replace Lloyd, or is Lloyd still there? Because that's who I want to talk to. Um, I would say Lloyd is still... He's still there. He's still a okay. spirit. 
Yeah, he's right. still there. I want to get him as my bartender and try to pump him for information. Ah, uh, okay, there you go. Mm-hmm. Now, if you now if if Randall was like, "What's up with this Jack guy?" Do you think Lloyd would be like, "Oh yeah, he just joined like a month ago," or do you think he'd be like, "Oh, he's been around since like the night He'd probably say he's been here forever. He's been here forever. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't. So Jack isn't his goal. I think he's going to move on. So I think he's going to he's going to talk to whoever he can. He's going to try for Lloyd because he seems more talkative, and he's going to be like. Tell me about some of the weird rooms here, because he's going to be like, maybe they're the the teleport rooms. Okay. Which might, which is kind of worst case scenario for him, because then he's going to kind of walk into like all the trouble of the of the the Overlook Hotel. Okay. But let's see where it goes. So, what are some of the um, other things? So we we said maybe his first room has a dead bathtub lady. So you got a dead bathtub lady. Uh, you also have the uh, the so in the in the book uh, it's. Uh, like hedge animals, like car- uh, not carvings, but um, you know what I mean, like greenery shaped mm-hmm. as animals. Shrubbery, shrubbery, shrubbery. Uh, and in the uh, in the in the movie, it's like a a, a maze, like a hedge maze. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the book, the the animals actually come alive. The the hedge animals come alive. You, is that the very end though? Did so, you just skip to yeah, the very end? Yeah. Let's do some of the other stuff, like tricycle kid or well, blood uh, Danny elevator. Wouldn't be, Danny wouldn't be here. What about those two girls? Oh yeah, he was on the tricycle. The two girls. You could have the two. Yeah, there's these two girls that walk around holding hands. They're they're they they've died in this hotel. What else? What are some of the other deadlier dangers here? Uh, the blood the blood elevator. It's yeah. like it's like Old Faithful at Yellowstone. It happens like once every couple hours. Yeah, I feel like I'm like forgetting some other things from The Shining. I mean, that's basically. I mean, it takes place in the, that hotel. The whole you really don't leave the hotel yeah. once you're there. I guess one of the other most dangerous things was when Jack Torrance kind of got p- possessed. Are we saying that was he was possessed or he just went crazy? No, I'd say he got possessed by the, the okay. ghosts because they okay. wanted to use Danny's psychic powers to set them free. Okay. So I think they would kind of see this as another opportunity to possibly get set free. They see this Randall Flagg guy and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, this guy has some supernatural abilities similar to Danny Torrance's mm-hmm. shining abilities. Yeah, you're right. They Maybe might. we could use this guy to help us get set free. Want to know something ironic? What's that? Um, Randall Flagg does like the opposite of shining. He can actually be, be make himself dim, and then it's hard to see him. Oh, man. It's such a cool power. Dim. Just to be dim. <laughs> uh, he, I think he could do it in like multiple sto- multiple books. With all those different names. Yeah, the only thing is I don't think it would really work on spirits. Because you have like magical help. Oh, yeah. They're, they're all... They're you can all... just like sense him. I have like the ghost from The Return of the King. They're, they're, they're all here. Oh, back, no. Back, no, yeah. you don't have all them. That's not fair. All right, like six of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can have five. All right. I'll no more. Five. No more. All right. Um, the other thing I don't know about Randall Flagg is, like, his combat abilities. Like, I was reading through, and the things he did, like, in the, the Wizard one, he's making potions and poisons and whatever. He's leading violent followers. He has, a, like, like a, he's good at getting, you know, an army of people. Yeah. But I, I don't actually know him personally if he has, like, supernatural fighting abilities. So he's very hard to kill. Okay, yeah. Uh, but I'm assuming, I'm just going to assume for the purposes of this fight, that he just, like, has a gun. Okay. It's not going to do anything, though, because they're all ghosts. So, I mean, it's nice that he has one. So, you you can't be interacted with physically? Uh, I mean, I, I can't be killed because I'm already killed. Well, so, put I'm Jack Torrance aside for a second. But, yes. like... Say 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 bathtub lady. Uh huh. She's coming at him like yeah. all old and naked. Okay. Can you sh- just shoot her and take her down? Uh, I I. How did I, they? I, what did they do in the movie? 
I thought she runs out the door. Oh, she just ran away? I think she just ran away. I apologize if I'm wrong. I'm going off my memory here. Yeah, I don't... I mean, so let's say you, sh- you did shoot her, though. Mm-hmm. She she might go down and then what if i have like some of my friends with me and they have like baseball bats can they just beat her down i guess but that's not really gonna look good i mean you got people walking by and you see a bunch of people beating up an old lady are, are there other guests in the hotel uh oh so it depends on what time of the year we're doing this are we doing it in the winter time because <laughs> in the winter time they're they're basically closed so you i think if there's other it. i think if there's so, other guests so i'm gonna say i'm gonna say there has to be other guests because if it's happening in the winter time there's no reason why you would be there because they're closed. They're not open well, in the wintertime. I don't care it's about the off that. Season. I don't follow the rules. Yeah, I'm but I do. I run the hotel. I'm not going to let you in. I'll just break the door. Well, now you're committing a crime. Now you're breaking and entering. I'm, he commits lots of crimes. <laughs> I would think that there's some other people in the hotel this time of year. Okay, let's say there's other people at the hotel. I like, okay. I like this. So does that help you or me? Because it gives me more like followers to recruit. Uh, it could also give me more followers to recruit. It gives you more people to possess. But then right. I can shoot them. You you could, and, yeah, yeah. You could. I mean, sure. Because I can kill their like physical body. Like they'd right. be like Jack Torrance dying at the end of The Shining. Correct. Exactly. Right. You could just get rid of their physical manifestation, but their their spirits still still going around. Yeah, this is so interesting because it's like uh, it's like it's like an it's like an even match. I think. I think I think so too because it's just you know you're uh, incorruptible and I'm unkillable. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty much unkillable, I think, too. Yeah, that I agree with also. So one one yeah. thing um, Paul mentioned, though, is like p- the potential for possession of uh, Randall Flagg, because he's not immune from telepathy. Right. And there's actually, he brings up a specific example where he's killed pretty much by telepathy. So uh, this character, Mordred, uh, Randall Flagg is very powerful. Yes. And Randall Flagg wants to kill her. Or him or her. Is it a, does it say she? Uh it does not. I think it's a. I think it's actually a he. I'll just say. I'll say it because I don't know. Fair enough. <laughs> Preferred pronoun. Um. So he tries to basically like trick Mordred into thinking he wants to like serve her. Okay. But Mordred tele- telepathically knows that he's like up to no good and wants to kill her. So she like telepathically controls him to like. Does did did Paul write like? To like rip his eyes out. Uh, he so from what I can see, some he said, weird stuff. He just like said some... be able to uh, to f- he be able to fight off small time telepathy and control, but for how long is up for people to decide. So did he just say that Mordred killed him, something like that? Um, uh, Flag was telepathically controlled and forced to kill himself by a strong creature named Mordred. Yes. Yeah. So I think like Mordred had him do like painful things and then like ate him or something. It sounds like Mordred is way powerful than any of the spirits. Mordred is the, super powerful. Hotel. Yeah, yeah like basically like a god-like creature. Yeah. But Flag thought he needed to kill him to get some... It was confusing. I believe it said... I don't even want to... I don't even know enough about the story to say... <laughs> With confidence. It was something like his... Like a foot. Some type of foot. I don't even know how it works. It was so confusing. Yeah, it seems like this this multiverse of, uh, of, of crowners is uh, quite interesting. <laughs> I, I kind of want to look it up just to be sure and, like, tell you what it said because it was so weird. All right. I, I found it. And Mordred is a male. Okay. Sorry, we can say he. Um, so Mordred, uh, he goes to Mordred to pledge allegiance even though he secretly wants to kill him. Mordred telepathically senses that and eats him, forcing him to rip out his – sorry, this is a PG-13 warning – rip out his eyes and tongue first. Ugh. So weird. Oh, and the other thing I was going to tell you, the the reason Flag thought he needed to do this 
was to kill Mordred and take his birthmark stained foot. Stephen King is interesting. I feel like there's got to be more to that story. Like, why having a semi-god's birthmark stained foot is useful. Right. Yeah, it's got to have something to do with the, the plot. Or maybe it hides a map to a treasure chest or something. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. It's magic. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's just funny. <laughs> so, but, like, so, like, did Randall Flagg die? Or, was that, like, the end of Randall Flagg, or did he just come back as a different character like that's what i'm that's what other thing that's confusing because they seem to have died like multiple times i think i think we could uh explain randall flag the same way that uh palpatine was explained in the rise of skywalker oh i think you just insulted like a lot of stephen king fans they're like they're typing they're like no this is a well thought out story it all makes sense cloning sith magic <laughs> sith magic uh so i think i think uh I'm going to I'm going to realize that you are like I said pretty much incorruptible and also unkillable. Very very difficult. The only thing you kind of brought up right now was that Mordred was able to influence you to do that, but And like I said in that one story he got shot with an arrow in the eye, right. but he didn't die. But he like went away. Quote, right. I'm putting air quotes like he like disappeared. Yeah. So I think I think the uh the spirits are going to see this as a win-win because I think the spirits want to get out of this hotel. They've been stuck there for a long time. They want to get out. I think some of them like it. And Maybe just because they don't know what else is out there. I think it's kind of like North Korea. They they're there, so they don't know what's on the outside. Yeah, so it's pretty really... much an allegory for North Korea. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so so I think the Jack Torrance and the the spirits, they're this is going to be their 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 plan, and this is where I'm going to lay out Real what quick, I think. Is Jack Torrance um, Kim Jong Un in your uh, in your allegory? Uh, no, he would probably be like. Uh, no, I you know he yeah he'd be Kim Jong Un. Okay, thanks. Yeah, just wondering. Yeah, yeah he would yeah yeah. So, so they 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 see Randall Flag as a possible way for them to get out and for them to be free, but at the same time they don't want him to get what he wants, which they're still not a hundred percent positive what that is. They just don't want him to get it. They just know he's up to no good. They just know that he's up to no good. So, um, Jack, but maybe more Lloyd because. Randall sees Lloyd as this little more open bartender where Jack is a little more reserved. So Jack is going to tell Lloyd next time he's at the bar with, uh, with, with Randall, tell him that, um, you know, the boiler is the key. Just tell him that the boiler is the key, right? So what, what I'm trying to set up here is that Randall would inadvertently mess with the boiler resulting in the overlooks explosion and destruction which is what happens in the novel of the shining and by that occurring it allows the spirits to be released and to get out of i was going to ask the, you that the walls that they're stuck in why don't they just do that on their own uh they, 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 they lost the keys to the boiler they have they, have, they don't know where it's been that makes no sense <laughs> i don't know I, I have no idea why they wouldn't do that on their own but uh so if, if they could get you maybe they need some real entity to to interact with it i don't know um so if they're able to get you to do that it explodes they're set free maybe probably doesn't kill you maybe maybe you get probably kills injured, most of his followers. kills most of your followers but then by also doing that hopefully it would destroy whatever portal is present that would allow you to get to the dark tower which the jack torrance and the spirits don't know is what you're after but they just know that well it's not like he's looking for a pile of rubble. 
you know, by by a giant pile of rubble being there, you're probably not going to get what you're looking for. Yeah. So your plan relies on him being like dumb enough to just mess with a boiler for no reason until it explodes. Just just saying, not not just messing with it until it explodes, but just convincing you that there's, there's the boiler is the key, and maybe one day you're you're mess you're you know you're trying to figure something out. And you're like, I don't get it, I don't get it. So you go to one of your lackeys. You're like, hey, the boiler is the key. Try you know see what you oh, can so figure out. One of his... And maybe one of the low level guys accidentally blows it up, and then yeah, I don't know. That leads to it. I, I feel like so if if it was me and I was and someone told me a boiler is potentially like a magical portal to another dimension. I'm taking it real cautious, first of all. <laughs> I'm going in the room. You trust Lloyd. I'm giving it a circle. Uh, yeah, he told me it's the key. He didn't. He was very cryptic. He okay. didn't say, oh, you, you type in uh, the code and it teleports you <laughs> to the what to the Dark Tower. So um, I'm giving the room a once-over, make sure there's nothing weird, um, check it out the boiler. I probably touch it carefully. I probably give it a tap-tap, knock on it. Nothing happens. I'm not just going to start messing with the dials. Okay. Wait, as Randall Flagg or a low-level guy? Well, this was as myself personally. I'm oh, not sure what Randall well, Flagg's going to do. Well, I don't think he's going to just like shoot it with his gun or something. No, I don't think he would do that either. That would so be pretty in dumb. the novel, they set up that the boiler is like temperamental and needs to be like needs to have like routine maintenance, mm-hmm. and it explodes because Jack doesn't do this maintenance, right? Yes, but seemingly that's not the case now. Unless now this is me backtracking off what you just said. I could if if you're staying for uh, an extended period of time, I could lay the the ground for the boiler becoming unstable and yeah, that's allowing just it so to get to that point. Because if there's no human caretaker of the of the Overlook Hotel in our scenario, right? Who has been maintaining the boiler before before we got here? Uh, it could be that other guy. Uh, could be that other guy. Uh, what's his name? The uh, Dick Halloran. Who's that? He is one of the other. He's the guy who sets them up and he leaves the hotel while Jack Torrance and their family stays there. Oh, I don't. Even and then he's about the guy that. that comes back because he like sense because he also has like some kind of tele- telepathy because he senses Danny oh, shining. Oh, is he the one who talked to Danny? Yeah, about the shine. About yeah, exactly. Shining? Oh, yeah. He, he was like the he like owned it. Or what, or I don't know it? if he was the owner or if he was oh, the... Oh, I thought it was just, like, some random guy. No, yeah. he, he Oh, he was the head chef. Excuse me. He oh, that's right. Chef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, he was the head chef. So he knew that something was going on, and he, he figured out that uh, Jack was possessed, so then he goes back to the hotel. and Got it. So it seems like he's, he'd probably still be there. Why don't the ghosts try to use him to escape? Because they love his food. That's one thing that's keeping him there. <laughs> They're like, yo, uh, Dick's how, food is delicious. How does the shining power help the ghosts escape? Do we know? Uh, ooh. So when I watched The Shining, I didn't I, even I didn't even know that the ghosts were trying to escape. I thought they just like kill people that come there. I, so from what I've read online, I think Doctor Sleep goes into that. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I don't want to say like I I know it for you know like Maybe I know other things. Should have watched Doctor Sleep though. Like I said, I kind of kind of want to watch it and read it. Right I'll now. watch Doc- Dark Tower. You watch Doctor Sleep, and we'll meet up and we'll talk about it. I'm getting the better deal. It sounds. I'm fine with that. I don't know. I might, I think I'm going to like it. I really hey, do. That's that's fine. That's what you want. All right. So so then what's so let's let's we can start wrapping up. So what do you think is then? Do you think that'd be plausible, or what what would your end game be in order to get to the Dark Tower? So I or? think I think the the Overlook Hotel is not actually this portal. Okay. So presumably though, by the time I figure this out, I have angered the ghosts of the Overlook, and they're trying to kill us. Okay. So my goal is to escape. 
Okay. And I think that's what Paul laid out for us. Yeah. So I would say that ghosts, spirits, any possessions that have like physical forms, as long as I have like my followers, I can probably just beat them with physical force unless they're like super strong, which I don't remember being the case in any of the, like we said, we can only remember a few specific things. We remember bathtub lady, the two girls, two girls, the elevator, the hedges, right? I could try to chase you into the hedges, hoping that you would get lost in it just as Jack did. Yeah, you could. And we're, we're not saying it's the, in the middle of winter, so it's not like you would freeze to death. But It'd just be annoying for a while. Be it annoying, stuck afternoon. in there for right a little bit. I mean, you'd probably at that point just like chop down the hedges or something. It depends how much of my followers you pick off along the way. Right. So also in the shining scene from Ready Player One, there were like tons of ghosts and spirits. Uh, so yes, they were they were like your typical like. Um, just undead looking people right various levels of decay yeah this one didn't shining the film didn't really have any of that except for bathtub lady mm -hmm. everyone else like the little girls they seemed yeah they seemed fine yeah pretty normal but they seemed like um like non what's the word like corporeal like they were they seemed like ghosts yes know? yeah they did like bathtub lady i felt like had like physical form especially because she was trying to go after them. right like it's not like she would have did she have a knife or what did she have uh, she might have. I I I I remember in Ready Player One she has a knife. I don't know if that's just me. Yeah, I wonder if remembering that yeah. in, in the back of my mind. Yeah, same. Yeah. So like I'm saying like they could they could shoot her like she could get blasted with a shotgun and that's that like put her down. Okay. Like I think it's follow. It has to, she has to follow like zombie movie rules. Okay. So so she's out. I think I then you got to shoot her in the head. She could come back later or no. Mm, if they shoot her in the head, she's dead. She's, she, done. she's out at that point. Okay. Otherwise, it's just a slowing them down. So it's interesting because both our characters, their uh, their goal is actually the same, to just get out. That's true. They both just want to leave at that point. Yeah. You know? I mean, your original goal is to find the teleportation that will take you to the Dark Tower. But eventually, once you figure out that this place is not what you think it is, or there's more to it than what you're willing to deal with at the time, you're thinking, I got to get the heck out of Dodge and, and, and go somewhere else to figure out how to get there. Yeah. Yeah. So, say you possess some of my followers. I have no moral issues just killing my followers. It's no problem. I do no, all the yeah, time. No, yeah, that's not, yeah. I guess, could could any of them overpower me? It's possible. I don't think so. Because I don't, I don't so. actually know his, like I said, I don't know his, like, physical strength. But if I overpower them, would you be able to re-conjure uh, them back to your side? Like, you've already possessed them once. Is my, my possession it's of their not, bodies more not, powerful not, than yours? So it's not like I possess them. I just, like, convince them that they should follow me okay. as their leader. I got gotcha. you. So if you, like, full-on possess them, I think, I think I'm lost. But there's one other interesting thing that Randall Flight can do that doesn't come up yet. He has, like, necromancy powers. Okay, yeah. So he might be able to, like, raise some dead for his side to fight against, like, your dead people. So just anyone who's died, though, in this scenario. Yeah, not my not my people no, who are already so dead. No, so you're already spirits. I think right. they're fine. Okay, but like, there's probably a lot of death at this hotel. Like, they seem like they murder a lot of people. Yeah, so I could bring them back to life and have like an undead skeleton army, maybe. If there's just bodies laying around, maybe they were buried uh, under the hedge maze. Possibly. I mean, depending on up. how long this is happening after The Shining, Jack Torrance's <laughs> remains are probably still there. Oh, that'd be weird. Yeah, that would be kind of weird. A, a Jack Torrance 
skeleton fighting a jack toward spirit. Oh, there you go. He'd just be going around saying, here's Johnny. And they're like, we know, we know, we know. <laughs> You're here. We get it. We understand. So I think I think this is this this could be a Stephen King uh, novel. I think he should take this idea to a crossover with his multiverse. Yes. I. It sounds like he's had very few crossovers between some of these. Right. There have been some. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head. And I already switched my phone app. It'll take me a minute to find it again. <laughs> uh, awesome. All right. Uh, any uh, fun facts you want to add before we head out of here? We fun were actually uh, fortunate that uh, Paul Dewey did give us uh, some fun facts. I, I think I worked most of mine in. Although I do want to tell you. Um, so oh, the, the, the original stand, I think I called it a movie. I think it was a television. I don't know if it was a miniseries or just a television movie. Okay. Um, so the stu- I said the studios wanted a bigger star. So yeah. here's who they who's who here's who were the big stars at the time considered for this role. Got it. Christopher Walken. Okay. James Woods. Okay. Willem Dafoe. Oh. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum would be funny. Um, King was thinking about Robert Duvall. Okay. Uh, but they ended up with uh, Jamie Sheridan. Sheridan. Yeah. Oh, that was interesting. Could have been a could have been Christopher Walken playing him. <laughs> I don't know how Matthew McConaughey did. I'll let you know next week. <laughs> and I'll let you know how Dr. Sleep is if I get a chance to, to check it out. Uh, so uh, a couple things that uh, Paul included here. Uh, we already mentioned how the ending of the book is different from the ending of the, the film. Um, we also kind of alluded to the fact that Stephen King hates the Stanley Kubrick. Oh, is Kubrick. that where I read it? Yeah, yeah he yeah. said that. Okay. Yep, Stephen King hates the Stanley Kubrick version of the film. He hated it so much that he wrote and actually produced a, mini t- a TV miniseries for it trying to do a little more um accurate portrayal since he didn't like it uh that much um and we also kind of mentioned it there's a scene in ready player one in the film not the novel but in the film where they play homage to the shining and they basically say that because they say uh something that uh a piece of work that the creator hated or something like that that's right they did it alludes to the shining um and steven spielberg also i think he was doing it because of his relationship with stanley kubrick before he passed away but um the Overlook Hotel is based on a real hotel that is in Colorado. The real hotel is called the Stanley Hotel. And I believe... Is it named after Stanley Kubrick? Uh, I don't think so, actually. That's a funny coincidence. That is a very funny coincidence. Um, I believe Stephen King stayed there for a time being, and that's what inspired him to, to write it about uh, the, the film taking place there. Um, Because Stephen King also suffered and has dealt with alcoholism. So he kind of wrote Jack Torrance, uh, the character, kind of based off that experience there. Um, But they did not film it at the Stanley Hotel. They filmed it in another hotel called the Timberline Lodge Hotel. And that is located in Oregon. Um, Hmm. So And it doesn't look anything similar to to the way it is. But I actually remember, mm, I'm not sure... Now, actually, that I'm looking at it, we went out to Colorado when I was a kid, and I remembered my parents mentioning something when we were in the car, like, do you want to go to the hotel from The Shining? And I don't remember if we were close by or if we were passing by or if it was just kind of like a, that would be cool. We're in the same state, you know, if we were able to check it out kind of thing. Cool. I wonder if you don't remember because a ghost oh, possessed you. Possibly. And you don't have any memories possibly. of it. That'd be cool. That would be cool. I'm glad you made it out. scary, too. It'd be really scary. It'd be I was terrifying. Because that was like you're... 15 years ago, so. Yeah. Well, you seem fine now. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, so that's that's pretty much that. I mean, there's probably so many things with didn't Stephen they, King's. Didn't they multiverse. make like a movie about the making of The Shining or something called like Room like thirteen oh, thirty seven? Does that wasn't what it was called? It was Room some a room number. Room two three seven. That two three seven. Yes, that does sound familiar. Um, I don't. I can't see anything at the top of my head right now. Um, oh wait, here it is. It was a 2012 documentary. Uh, about interpretations of The Shining. Okay, that that was uh, what that documentary. And it's called Room Two Three Seven. It's called Room Two Three Seven. Yes, um, it was distributed by IFC Films, independent film channel. Uh, looks like it has ninety four percent of Rotten Tomatoes. It seems like it's pretty uh, well received. Um, it is uh, all about the different interpretations. It has nine segments, each focusing on different elements within the film, which may reveal hidden clues and hidden a bigger uh, thematic overture. Um, a lot of discussions with uh, Kubrick, Kubrick enthusiasts throughout the documentary. Kubrights, Kubrights, that what it is? No, I made that one. I up was, I, I was believing you. Uh, one thing I did see here that I also wanted to bring up is we we said that there was a sequel spin off or not sequel to the book, which also turned into a sequel to the movie Doctor Sleep. Um, there is currently a spin off in the works at HBO Max entitled Overlook, um, which they were actually trying to make as a uh, prequel. Um, so, but we're not sure if this is also going to be a prequel or if it's going to be uh, a sequel spinoff of some type. Hmm. So check it out when, um, Justice League's done on HBO Max, maybe people will be interested in sticking I around. Would, with... I would like to see some more of the shenanigans from the Overlook Hotel. The sh- the Shining Shenanigans. Yeah. I think that'd be a good, uh, good title there. Not a good title. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. Is there anything else you want to add before we add here today? No, I'm sorry. I never thought of that movie I was trying to think of where they just combined multiple things. It potentially was Artemis Fowl, but I'm going to think on it, okay, and get back to you next week. And also let us know how the Dark Tower was. Yep. Um, so, how do we want to word the uh, the poll for this episode? Oh yeah, Randall Flag verse. Just do Randall Flag verse. Just who would win, Randall yeah. Flag? Just based off in what the we, in the Overbrook Hotel. In the Overbrook Hotel. Okay, we'll leave it at that. We didn't even talk about if they actually fought each other because, like, you're claiming your ghost powers make you invulnerable. Right. I, th- I think it all has to just come down to uh, persuasion and going after your goal. They're both trying to achieve their, their own goal, getting to the Dark Tower, getting out, and then later getting out for, mm-hmm. for Randall Flagg. So, uh, so as always, there's going to be a poll uh, in the show notes where you can click on it and you can vote for who you think would win between Jack Torrance and Randall Flagg. Um, you can also go to uh, hoodwincast.com slash vote where you can click on the thumbnail for that episode and you can vote there also. Uh, Chris, one thing I also want to say, we're coming up to an election time. We always have votes going on and we want to make sure we encourage everybody to make sure that you're registered to vote and also participate in voting uh, yes. this year and every year. Also, you should always vote, not just because it's uh, a leap year when we have our election years here in the United States. You want to make sure you're voting every year. Uh, for federal, state, local elections, you know, you have that power, so make sure that you're using that, please. Um, and also remember to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and our website, hoodwincast.com. Subscribe and rate wherever you listen to podcasts, and please continue to participate in our show. For the Hoodwincast, this has been Steve. And this has been Chris. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye.